Let's say you win. Let's say, oh my God, it's the best show of your life. I got my pro card. I stomped everybody up there. My coach is like, oh, like that was amazing. Like everyone's celebrating with you. Wow. All of a sudden you have 18 more reasons to do all those other things. Well, now you can still find the excuses and set yourself up in a way to do whatever it is you want. And ultimately, it's a conscious choice. But if you're not aware of the subconscious reaction to the relationship of the expectations of what's happening, then you're just responding. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. The lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm gonna talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeandbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. What's up, guys? We're super excited to be here for the very first gathering. As you know, I'm Michelle Welcome. I'm the host of the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. I have my co-host, Vasilios Metropolis. It's soon to be host. I'm going to out the picture as much as I can here. So we're actually coming on here today because there's a lot of industry topics that we wanted to talk to you guys about. Um, I know that you've gotten hit up with just even in the gym, just talking to other fellow guys. Yeah. So yeah. people have come up to you. And- a lot of different humans walking up asking questions about what we're doing, what's going on. And we're hearing a lot of the same concerns, a lot of the same topics that keep coming up. And we feel like we just need to start having some more gatherings, having some conversations and kind of shed some light on what is or what isn't, what's going on, what's not. Answer some questions, kind of get involved with what the conversation is in bodybuilding and Kind of elaborate on the sport. So. And, and for it to be a safe place for you guys to talk about subjects that may be uncomfortable, maybe you're struggling with. I know there's a lot of industry topics. There's a lot of inconsistent information out there. And we're just looking to start the conversations and have them with you and be a resource for you, but also invite you guys to the conversation as well. So there's a comment section here. So be sure to type up if you guys are on live with us right now. If not, we're going to be doing these every week. Yeah, we're going to be building these out over the next month or two, kind of getting more involved with it, setting some better production up, maybe thinking about incorporating Zoom so that we guys can we can invite you on to ask direct questions with us and communicate with us. So that'll be fun. So. I think we're pretty excited about this. Yeah, so you know, why? We talked about why we're doing this. Yeah, I mean, well, first of all, hang on, before we go too far, like, so this is my wife, Michelle Welcome, <laughs> the beautiful, magnificent Michelle Welcome. Uh, why don't you tell everybody a little bit about your background and who you are? Um, so if you've been listening to the podcast, you know probably a lot more about me. Actually, some of you, it's been pretty neat at the shows that I've been going to. Some of you are coming up, tapping me and saying, hey, I listened to your podcast, and that's been really neat. So if you know a little bit about me, that's wonderful. If you don't, then just a little quick summary. I've been competing, coaching, and judging bodybuilding shows for over 20 years. My foundation is fundamentally bodybuilding, and that is something that is a passion of mine. And today I full-time teach the posing and the stage performance requirements for all men and women in all divisions and federations. So Vasilios here, he provides a lot of value. You've been by my side for 10 years. Yeah, 10 years. So for, for me, it's been a sponge by osmosis. Obviously, I've been involved with her, as she said, 10 years now. Um, and bodybuilding saved my life. I can say that pretty openly and honestly now. It's been in and out of my life over the last 10 years. I've learned a lot from Michelle and a lot from everybody around me, the communities that I'm involved in. The gyms that I'm involved in, I've had quite a few different trainers over my time, and and it's become my life. It's become a part of my life, and I love it. So I've gone to many shows. Uh, I'm going to be starting to work with clients with you now. It's pretty exciting about doing that. So yeah, just excited to get involved, you know. 
Exactly. So we decided to start them and just take the, the, the plunge and start them today. And there was actually some really good comments that you guys had with topics. Like a lot of you kind of jumped in. And what was interesting was the consistency with one particular subject that you guys brought up that I think is so important because I've been talking to you. How many years have I been saying post-show, post-show, post-show? That is such a topic yeah. that I want to talk about a lot and cover and help with. Yeah. How many times have you heard me say that? You know, it's very interesting. Yeah, I mean, she's been saying that for quite a while. Well, since I've known you, actually, <laughs> we've been talking about what to do, what can we offer the market, and that's been something you've been trying to target. But it's interesting because a lot of the topics, as anyone who doesn't know, I'm a musician by trade, and I've been doing that my whole life. So there's a lot of carryover between one lifestyle and another, and I find that it really comes down to a lot of the mindset. And it sounds kind of you know, redundant maybe with everything that's been going on with personal development and the big push that everyone's seeing online with that. But um, if you get to the granular part of what that means in your everyday life, what habits are, what you're doing, and how fitness and bodybuilding and discipline really ties into the state of mind behind what we're doing and why we're doing it and how that changes your perspective, your outlook for the setup of, well, bodybuilding shows in this particular scenario, right? what you're doing it for, why you're doing it, why you're there, what happens when you're there, and then what happens post-show, right? So it's very interesting how those topics kind of coexist. Yeah, I mean, so he was in the, um, sorry, the music industry, and how we met was actually you were in the band, you were traveling the country, and you were looking to infuse fitness and health into the rock scene. Can you guys imagine? So the rock scene, which is all about... (laughs) (laughs) Music. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah. So it's all about that. So you actually had just an interest in becoming more in tune with fitness and trying to provide that to all of your audience members. Look, you're looking to have them come and have a great time, but trying to infuse some sort of positivity. Yeah, I think as well. the majority of that started with my own journey more than anything else. I started working with you personally and working with the guys at that time and otherwise personally to transform ourselves. And that's where it kind of all started. And that's an ever growing, evolving, in, in my opinion, lifelong journey that's never going to end. So uh, I've been on and off and in the gym now for about 10 years with her, and I feel like I'm barely starting. So it's it's amazing to be in an endeavor where there's a constant evolution, where you're looking at the next mountain, you're looking at the next thing to climb, and there's really no top. You know, I think to target the particular topic that we're talking about with post-show, the things that I noticed that are very similar to anybody who has a, any type of goal that they're shooting for is, is the perspective as to why you're doing it in the first place. And from what I can see and what I've gathered so far is a lot of people are just kind of doing it to start doing something without clarity behind really why you're doing it. And then once you get somewhere, you know, what was that experience like? What was that road from start to finish? And and what did you learn from that? And what did you gather from that? And what can you continue to take from that and carry that over into the future? And how will that transcend throughout this journey of life, right? So it's been an interesting journey to kind of see myself and the evolution that I've been going through and then watch Michelle come in and out of her different perspectives and her different journeys in this particular region and the sport. It's it's quite wild, actually. So I actually really like the fact that, Vasilios, you've come in from an outside perspective, not having, like, this having been your life for your whole life like me. I feel like it's been my whole life. So it's interesting to see the outside perspective and the responses and your and your, your focus and how you're just like, wow, that's really, that's what people are doing. Like, why are they doing it? You know, that type of thing. And even just, like, the advice that you give people, you get them to kind of, Think differently. I don't know how many people that you've come, you've just had a conversation with, and this is a true story. <laughs> we're talking to this couple, and we're having this conversation about their goals and what, why they were doing something. And then you just basically broke it down and says, why aren't you thinking it like this? And that light bulb moment, I'm not going to get the specifics, it's just the concept here. That light bulb moment that they had, they went, wow, I never thought of it that way. Like, so it's been really good to have that outside perspective to come in and to be able to provide people perspective that is maybe something they never even thought of. And, and just to, to touch on that, for me, it's it's really all about me <laughs> in that sense that all that has come from my own struggles, from my own pains, from my own turmoil, and from being human and not knowing everything and knowing that the same issues that I hear from one lifestyle to another, to another are the same issues we kind of all have. You know, the struggles that we have with with personal identity and our purpose 
and what we're doing in life and why we're existing and how do we coexist with each other and how does that translate into the habits that we have and how does that coexist with the people around us, our friends, our family, and the habits that we continue to grow as we evolve as people and humans in general. I have a question for you. So you were on tour. So again, this like musician toured for many, many years with the band otherwise, and you were like tour, 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 tour. It's like he would set up, do a show, pack up, go to the next show every day. And it was like boom, 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 boom. So you can imagine just how strenuous that is. And for it to be a back-to-back-to-back scenario and how draining that would be. But then there comes a point when you're run. So they called it a run when you'd be gone for a period of time. And it's this nonstop thing. Did you ever experience at the end of your run, like some sort of crash? Yeah, post-show, of course, tour blues, we call it. Absolutely. Is it, is it actually? It's kind of like, like a, yeah, blues? I mean, I've heard the term loosely thrown around by people within the industry. You in know, the music? In the music industry, yes. So post-tour yes. blues. Well, I mean, let's think about it. You know, I mean, as humans, we, we set out goals, and then there's a journey to that goal. And regardless of the de- dedication or what the circumstances are that we have to get towards that goal, there's an excitement to it, right? And there's leaps and bounds and hills and valleys throughout that. And what ends up happening is, you know, this, well, from my own perspective regarding this particular situation is there's a lot of excitement and adrenaline and rush that comes from these runs that you're on and these these tours that you do and they might be a month or two or three depending on what you're doing and so you know there's the pre-tour which is where you're setting up and getting ready for everything that you're doing and then you're out there doing it and of course for me I loved it so there's shows and then the engagement with the audience and then the next show the next day or every other day or what you're doing and then you kind of like when you get off that you're you're back home and so it's like that's not happening anymore, so now what? And what did you do? What did it feel like for you? Uh, well, Get back home after that. Each, each tour definitely had its own circumstance and results as far as emotions. I don't think any one situation is the same. Uh, because like all things in life, there's hills and valleys behind what we're doing. So I would have to break apart what circumstance specifically I was going through and try to evaluate that. I, I, think that that's another thing that I've learned a lot of throughout kind of all my endeavors in life is that things aren't surface value and they're not black and white. There isn't a yes or no answer in the majority of things in life. We are a complex species. We're one of the most intellectual species alive. So, and I'll jump in here you know, because if I, was to, if I was to think about your scenario, so here he is, he's on tour for like a couple of months, that adrenaline and just the draining of set up, take down, drive, the driving alone of thousands of miles and you're just and you're up early because you gotta be on radio shows. You guys, can you imagine like how draining that would be? Exciting too, because you're doing something you love. But then you get home. But I think it also depends, and this is kind of segueing into bodybuilding for a second. I'm I'm leading somewhere with this, that when you got back, you didn't go back to like the middle of nowhere. When you got back off of the run, you were in a place with vibrancy, nightlife, always something going on, and this place was Las Vegas. I think, so this kind of goes into the post-show thing, and that energy of the adrenaline, the high, because it is, it's freaking exciting. I know, I've been there, of dialing in for a show, and it's my show, my show, my show, and everyone's talking about, what when's your show? Oh, my God, and you're talking about your, your changes. Boy, look at you. And then you're like, boy, look at me. So there's just all that going on, and then the day of the show comes. There's only one day for us. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you're on stage for what feels like five seconds, and then it's over. And by the way, before you're on stage, you're so freaking tired. You're like, oh, when yeah. is this going to be over? But it's like you work so hard for this day, so it's just this, this thing going on. But then the next day and the next week happens, and there's this letdown, this period of time where you're like, well, now what? I had this goal and I had this adrenaline rush and I'm coming down. But where did you, where did you, I would say you, when you're coming back off the show, what did you do? You went back to everyday life, probably in your small towns, maybe it was cities, but maybe you're back into the same grind of work. There's just nothing to bring your energy to that level of excitement. Mm. So for you, I wonder, because you said it's not black or white. And Mm. I agree because when you were coming off tour, I can only imagine how busy you kept yourself. <laughs> <laughs> there was always something going on. You had shows to go to. You were probably still practicing. But, I mean, let's just be clear on that. These are choices that I made. Sure. These are circumstances that I decided to allow myself to be involved in. 
and worked hard to get involved in those particular circumstances. So the things that she's, uh, uh, you know, trying to imply with my lifestyle and my habits and the places that I reside and the things the that I did. Around. Yeah, she like those were deliberate, you know, choices. And I think that that's kind of the big thing here that I see a lot of crossover on is that people are setting themselves up, including myself here. You know, we set ourselves up in a way where we we put these pre-established ideas, these preconceived notions, and start labeling results before we've even achieved an expectation. And so when you've got an expectation in mind with an already established preconceived notion of label, you know, you, you set yourself up for a result to that, right? So what is the result of excitement when it's over? Mm, right? There's nothing else to well, latch on to. What, the nothing else is exactly my point. What if there already is something that right. you've already set up that is something to latch on to, right? Mm -hmm. And that, I think, is a simple mindset shift. Yes. It's a simple labeling shift. And it's I, I know we've all heard it a million times from, from the, you know, the great influencers or, you know, just the people out there that are sp spreading wealth and knowledge. It's, it's like, you know, the journey is really where it all lives. It's not the moment of glory, you know, the, the big show, the big record deal, the this, that, the other, whatever. It's like, yeah, those moments are incredible, but it's the journey to get there. Enjoy the process of what it is to get there and then enjoy the process after. And it's taken me 10 years to kind of get into that groove with bodybuilding and, you know, with personal development. And, you know, I, I, I would say that I struggle with body dysmorphia, you know, and, and self-confidence issues. And I'm human like everybody else. So you start pre-establishing your results of what you want from the gym and why you're doing it. And then you latch on to ideas of shows and circumstances and, you know, friends and goals and out benching somebody and this, that and the other. And those become these little milestones that once you achieve, it's the and then what, right? Right. But you're so like, if your and then what is a bodybuilding competition, whatever division, doesn't matter. And you don't have something else set up afterwards, something, anything that can kind of bring your energy back up to motivated. Then I can tell you from experience, you will feel low. You will feel like, hmm, bored. I'm going to say bored. Bored is definitely an expectation. Because going back to doing the same things. Like, yeah, the yeah. reason I got to the gym, right? You guys got to the gym and you started your dieting process. Maybe it was for a lifestyle change. Maybe you had some specific um, fitness capabilities that you wanted to reach. And then you decided to do a show. And then the show becomes something so grand because you've now taken your body to a level that you never thought you would ever see, experience, or feel. And to get that feeling inside your body... And then the show day comes, it peaks. And then from there, there has to be some sort of dialing out of a show. And I think a lot of people struggle with that, which leads me to the questions that you guys had specifically about the dieting and the food. How do you not like eat like an asshole after the show mm. and just blah, 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 blah. Mm. And I mean, as simple as it sounds, step one is you have to have another goal set up before the show day. Yeah. Another one. Some of that, some of it could be just as simple as setting up an appointment. I've had competitors do this, set up an appointment where we together will look at the footage of everything you did on that stage. We'll look at physique wise too. We'll look at where you stood because I'll give a judge's perspective too. And Vasilius too will give a judge's perspective. And what will happen is we will immediately come up with a plan. So that your mind is already fixated on the next goal. Without that, you're going to feel lost and kind of spiraling. And it's like going to the gym without a plan. You don't really work as hard as you would if, like, you didn't have to think. You opened up your app. Okay, got this today. Got this stuff this day. Get it and get it done. Versus, like, after the gym, and it's like, well, I don't really feel like doing anything today. You wouldn't, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have that conversation. It wouldn't even open up to that. You would just get there and do it. And I'll add to that. I think, you know, I mean, that's a great point that, that you're bringing to the table is, is working with others that are in and around the industry, friends, family members that support you in and around what your goals are to have that, that support system to help push you to live, you know, to keep going in life. Like, cause that's, what I see a lot of crash and burning happening in, in all different lifestyles is that, you know, we get to these great highs in life, whatever they are, and then great lows after because we hadn't already established, you know, what the next thing was or why we were continuing to want to do this to begin with. So like the perspective for me when I was in the music industry, you asked me, you know, what was it like after I didn't find myself falling into a lot of post 
tour blues per se um, at the time because I knew that it was a lifelong journey mm -hmm. and I had to continue to what they would call grind. I had to continue to live my, my passion. So it wasn't just the show that I looked forward to, although that was definitely one of the highlights for me and I enjoyed that more than a lot of the other things. I knew that there was more to get done and more to continue to focus on. So, create, so creating new goals, creating new expectations and knowing what those next processes are and those next next steps are. What a what great parallel. That is such a great parallel because of the level. Like you guys, you was playing, how many thousands of people you playing in front of? Oh, I, 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 I'm, I'm sure. Like, I'm not trying to make him no. up. I'm trying to be all like, Whoa, you know. But I'm saying, like, he was. We all put like, hard work into everything we do. You know, I mean, thank you. I but love you, really, you know, but tell him what you did before you got on stage. Well, that's not the point. I put my. I you think, got your I think energy up. The, what the point that high. she's trying to make is that that it's it's really understanding the perspective of what you're doing, and I pushed myself in ways mm -hmm. to allow my body and my mind be primed for that state and that that objective in that particular environment, whatever that was. And so if that environment was a little bit outside the, the norm where there was a little bit more high stress volumes or, and, and look, I'll even equate this to like a deadlift day or leg days where I'm going for a PR. It's the same thing. You know, when I got a larger crowd in front of me and I know that this is a bigger show, maybe I have friends and family around that's important. I want to make sure that I always want to put my best on, but maybe this one's just a little bit more important for me. You know, I would put myself in a different state by doing things. Yeah, she's referring to the bucket ice of water that I used to do. You know, you see it with sports well, you players. Drop, you can't drop. I mean, you not tell them what you, you know, did. like so. I mean, you, you see it with sports players and things like that. Splash water, cold water on your face, things like that. To get your body primed to break that state and get ready to get to that next level of, you know, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, but the same thing. You see the same thing, and I, and I do that now. Uh, on, on bigger days, on bigger days with like deadlifts or late days or things that I'm going for PRs with, those days mean a little bit more. I'll make sure my recovery is better. I'll make sure that my body's in a different state, my mindset's in a different state. Maybe I'll have a particular playlist or album that I'll have a better set of headphones because I want my volume to be a little bit louder for that day. You know, I'll put myself in a different emotional and physical state so that I know that, you know what, today's that day that I'm going to push myself just a little bit more to get that little bit more out of what it is I'm trying to get. And that's a result. And that comes back to having the right expectations and having the right goals and understanding why you're doing it and being clear in those goals throughout the process. And also knowing that whether it went good, bad, right, wrong, I placed, I hit the PR, the show was horrible, it didn't turn out the way it wanted. Like, it's not the end of the world. Man, it's like this tomorrow. And that's why I grab onto people right away, those who are in the, the people that I work with, that what ends up happening is it's like I grab on them right away and say, oh, no, 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 we need to come up with the next. Because having done bodybuilding starting 20 years ago, even today, 20 plus years later, I always have a goal. So what I do is I micro my goals. So I find something like there's always body parts within our bodies that need to be brought up because bodybuilding is all about symmetry and balance. Unless you're wellness, of course, your balance is lower body. But my point being, there's going to be muscle groups that I'm going to want to change, transfer, um, get better at, then make adjustments to. So I would get really hyper-focused on them. Now, posing is something that takes a really long time to get really good at. So those are also little things. What can I do better with the posing? Maybe I can walk better on stage. Maybe my transitions can be better. Maybe my performance can be better. Mm -hmm. But if you don't, if you just think you got it all figured out and you're going to get up on the show day and you're mm -hmm. going to be amazing and that's it, one and done, then you're, you are setting yourself up for and, failure. And what, what kind of fun is that going to be? I mean, yeah, really. I just want to. I just want to win the show. Yeah. Like I hear a lot of that. I just want to win. It's yeah. like okay. Well, we all want to win. Everybody wants to win, but only one person's going to win. <laughs> Not everyone's going to win. So there has to be like in this sport, being a subjective sport mm. and it being looking for a development of the body in a specific way, that takes time. Mm. So there has to be new goals set up right away immediately. So your focus goes on to the next thing. I, you don't I, I, get I, lost in, in your brain into that psychosis. It's yeah. like a runaway train of self-stacking and, and negativity and just low energy because your energy was up here leading up to the show. After the show, it's now down here because of this letdown. If you don't catch it, you'll stay there. And if you start feeding, which leads into the next topic of food, mm. if you start feeding yourself in a way that is more of a nurturing, which is what we do with food, it, it tends to be, and that's how it was designed when you were born, it was a comfort. How many times you, you know, given food as a child, people are given food to quiet them down, get them to calm down, pacify them, 
right? So that's kind of been fixated into our of our a lot of our subconscious. So when we're feeling that letdown after a show or after a run, mm. we might go for things that kind of pacify that to kind of mm. nurture us to give that little bit of a feel good feeling and because we're not feeling. And so that's good. just habitual, you know. I mean, that that's something that I we all I think can relate to no matter what lifestyle we're going through and what, what we're focused on. It's it's creating like you, she said, smaller goals to understand pre, during, and post whatever your goals are, even if you like let studying for a midterm or you have a big exam or something there's the lead up to the exam and there's the test and then the, you know the coming oh my god i passed or i didn't or you know i gotta do it again or whatever it is you know i mean it's all about having that right perspective and 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 for me i i, I really work on labeling that's something that is that's changed my just like that right there it's changed my ability to identify what i'm doing in a different matter i, I hear a lot of people say things like oh especially at the gym well it's time to work Get that work in, you know, we're all grind, and it's like, yeah, all right, don't, don't get me wrong. We're putting effort, tons of effort, you know, physical, emotional, mental, and spiritual sometimes, like to get what we want achieved. But when it becomes work, it's almost, depending on the person, can have a negative condensation to what that outcome may or may not be. So I try to relabel things. Like, you know, I'm at the gym having fun. Like I'm here, I'm here to have a good time. You know, you want to go play? Let's go play at the gym today. It's a playground. We got new toys to play with. Like stupid things like this to kind of make a mindset shift and identify differently to the habits that you're creating. And for me, are lifelong. You know, understanding that I'm gonna be at the gym the rest of my life, and this is a journey. And if I didn't get the PR today, it's okay. It's gonna come, and that's okay. It, it wasn't hard. It was just different. It was just new. My body wasn't ready yet. It will be. And continuing to stack in these directions and, and relabel our thinking and our thought processes really is allowing us to identify differently with the results and the expectations that we set. I think that's really great. And what you're talking about latching on to just even change the way change the way you, you um, approach things is so important. And back when I was when I was coaching people for competitions, what I would do post show for them is, for example, you're doing maybe. Uh, extra movement. So you're doing maybe some extra cardio, that type of stuff. And you're probably bored to tears because you've been going to the same place. You're doing the same things. So that in itself coming back to after the high of the show in itself can be like, blah, you're like, I don't really feel like it. So what I did with people is I would have them pick up something completely different. What have you always wanted to do for activity? That might sound fun for you. I have one person say, you know what, Orange Theory sounds fun. And I says, well, then that's what you're going to do. You're going to do Orange Theory. Or maybe you wanted to take some martial arts. Maybe you want to do something else, golf, something else that has nothing to do with the gym for your movement, mm-hmm. not for your lifting, mm-hmm. but the other activity, the mm-hmm. other like getting the extra expenditure out. So that's what I always did was give them something new to do that would be fun for them that they don't often do. Take up dance, take up a Zuma class, yeah. something you wouldn't even There's think There's an abundance of. out there of life, Anything. right? Yeah, I mean, there's so many different opportunities in so many different directions. And I, and I know we're bridging to the eating thing here, and I think that ties into you know uh, a topic that I see a lot in this industry is feeling alone. And right? Lucy, Lucy, hi, Lucy. Hey, I guess we got some people chatting on. So Lucy says it's a great attitude. The gym is our playground. It's absolutely our playground. In fact, we'll find different places to go so that we can change the environment just so that we have different toys to play with Mm -hmm. and different things to do. Um, But what I was saying briefly was, you know, I find a lot. uh, This journey is a very long journey in the sense that it is you versus you and and we are in our heads and whatnot. It's why we started this community. I know it's why you started your podcast. It's why I've gotten involved with what she's doing because it's something to to really draw us together throughout that. You and know? I care about you guys. I know the psychological impact of competing. Mm. I've seen people come into this industry and gone in one show. I've seen it time and time again. I've seen people make decisions that weren't that great and they've lost like um, a part of themselves that they just never really look positive at themselves anymore. Yeah. It's just, there's so much psychology to this and that's why we're here. We're here to help. We're here to be an ear to be that like friend. So, so one one of the questions is like, how do you stop yourself from binge eating after? How do you how do you set up that that That's right yeah that right habitual pattern to understand what what it is you're doing and why it is you're doing it? That's kind of like the elaborate version of how I hear this question is. So when I when I bridged in the, the thing alone, something I used to do a lot is eat. It's something I did a lot. I ate alone. I was alone. I'm an only child. 
uh, no brothers, sisters, very little family, um, you know, aside from my brothers and, and what I was doing with, with music. Of course, I have Michelle now, so it's a little different, but, um, I find, I found solitude and I found, uh, a, a great response, I, I guess you can call, from having control over what I'm eating, when I'm eating it, why I'm eating it, where I'm eating it, what time am I eating it at? What's my decision? If I want to have an extra sushi bowl, I'm having two. Well, you know, that's what's up. Who cares? Right? Like, so these types of particular situations become ingrained in us in a way where it's us controlling other psychological positions through our actions subconsciously. It's not consciously that I was really covering myself up from feeling isolated or feeling tired or not getting the result, not hitting that PR, having a bad show. You know what? That's why I'm going to go have five drinks. That's why I'm going to go hang out over here like you here, you know, like <laughs> misery attracts misery. Misery loves company. I mean, it, it, there's some truth behind that. And it's because that energy and that vibe is moving in a certain direction to try to fulfill the lack of result to the expectation that we had. To soothe, comfort, yeah. pacify. And it's so easy with food. Why? Well, because food's not only socially acceptable. It's, it's freaking delicious. It's cultural. <laughs> it's celebratory. Right? We, we do it our whole lives. That's so true. I can still smell the house of my grandmother's house when we would stop there on Thanksgiving. There's a smell that is the most incredible smell in the entire world. And that is something that with food, it just, it, and that's that nurturing and that um, Thanksgiving sit down with the family. For me, it was. So it was very community in the family sense that we all get together and we're all hanging out and having delicious food. And it just, it's that feeling that you kind of, you have to, it becomes uncomfortable for people, mm. not you per se, as you get into bodybuilding, but it may be uncomfortable for the people around you. They almost feel like you're leaving them out. Like you're, when are you going to come hang out with me again? Mm. When are you going to come eat real food? That's my favorite. <laughs> eat real food. Meanwhile, they're going to McDonald's and that's not even food. Don't know what that is. But anyways, so leading into that food concept. Um, I do want to offer just a little bit of some insight from experience on the post-show. I know what it feels like to have a bottle uh, jar, sorry, of peanut butter and just watch. And it was the craziest thing I've ever experienced because I have a lot of willpower and pain tolerance. And I remember just watching my hand scooping the peanut butter and scooping the peanut butter. And I'm like, I just can't seem to stop. I remember that. That was one show in my early days. And that, again, comes down to, unfortunately, I can't control, you can't control what protocol you guys are being put on. But there was an absolute imbalance in what I was receiving in food. So I, so after the show, my body was like, it, it needed the fat. It needed the, the carbohydrate. It needed that. And that's, and I, and then just that little bit of and the floodgates opening, all of a sudden it's blah, 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 blah. So how do you stop that? Well, after a show, the first thing I learned is to get right back on track, have a, have a reward meal. But I remember seeing backstage people with their suitcases, the suitcase full of garbage food. You have to remember that you didn't just like it's not Thanksgiving where you've been eating the same all year round and then you arrive and you have a meal and you go home. You've been dialing your physique down. You've pushed yourself past the threshold of comfort in your body. Mm -hmm. Your body fat now, assuming you're stage ready and not eight weeks out on stage, mm -hmm. but you're actually stage ready, there's going to be a discomfort there. And you're going to be pushing yourself to that point at the show. You've done that to yourself. So why would you think that after the show right away, you would just pile drive all kinds of food that your body A is not used to, but also the foods that perhaps are nutritionally bankrupt. Mm. Your body needs to be protected after the show. Mm. So that just that shift in a mindset. So I ate the jar that long time ago and I, and protocols had changed after the fact. So I never had that again, but I also knew after the show that the first thing I was going to do was feed my body food. So my post show was always a steak, butter, baked potatoes, always real food, 
and foods that my body knew what to do with. Whole foods. Whole foods. Whole foods. That was key. Was yeah. and I would suggest if you if you're someone who likes to drink and have wine and all kinds of all kinds of stuff, mm. again, your body is looking for any reason to put weight back on because you pushed it past its comfort. It's going to look for it. So the last thing you want to do is give your body empty calories, calories that suppress your metabolism and make you basically metabolize the alcohol before your food. And it's just going to boom, 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 boom. And then it's also a soothing and a comfort, too, because post-show, maybe you didn't create a goal. Mm. So now it's this cycle of now you can't stop. Mm. So the key would be, if it were me, I would suggest if you like to have your wine, you like to have drinks, I would wait. I would wait to come out of the show, bring yourself up after a couple of weeks, reset. You're um, adding in more fuel Reset your stress levels, too, by just doing other things and just going to the same gym all the time. That's what I would do. What do you think of that? Any yeah. input or thoughts I think on that? It's very interesting. I mean, I love what you do with how you know now. She said, to, just to elaborate, she didn't at that time, I think because she's told me the story before, she didn't have control over her protocol and she trusted her coach. At the end of the day, just to, I just want to touch on that just a little bit and then I'll bridge over is like no one's in control of you but you. This is your journey, period. Nobody else's. So, yes, you have support systems. You have people who are helping you. You have coaches. You have information. You have apps. You have AI. I mean, there's so many different things and tools that we can utilize. But at the end of the day, it's you. And if something doesn't feel right or something's against your own ethics or your morals or you're, you just sometimes, you're, you know, your gut, your, your feet, this isn't right, you know, then, then don't do it. Don't feel forced. Don't feel pressured. I'm going to let my coach down. I hear that all the time. Who the hell is that? Your coach? What are they, God? I mean, like, thank, thank you for helping us. Thank you for giving us your wealth of knowledge. Thank you for taking the time out of your day to, to spread the knowledge that you've learned over your time and wisdom to, to make us better humans. But isn't that what we're doing here? Isn't that what we're trying to coexist to make each other better species, to help each other grow, to get stronger physically, mentally, emotionally? Right? This isn't, this isn't high school. This isn't a popularity contest. Right? And people get caught up in that. They get caught up in winning and the results of winning. And I have to, I have to, I have to. And then they just lose it. And, and, and I, I understand, man. I've been, you know, trying to accomplish certain goals to, to the highest levels that I possibly can. And when you don't get there and you start blaming others or other things, the falls can be endless. And you can reach for just about anything. And, and then you can start gratifying. And you can start, you know, really, you can start, I guess, talking yourself into why it's okay. You know it's not okay. You know it's unhealthy. You know it's maybe I shouldn't. You know it's, well, but so-and-so's doing it. But is it really that bad? Yeah, well, it's only one day. Yeah, but maybe it's whatever, man. Who cares, but right? your body and your psyche is going to be extremely sensitive yeah. at your show yeah. and around the show. So changing that psyche to A, having yeah. that goal set up right away 100%. or the game plan for the next thing, whether it's a photo shoot or whether it's something else, a new goal, having the game plan, maybe it's a physique specific change, maybe it's something stage performance. And having the right, having expectation, that, the right expectations. I think that's really the, what it comes down to. And the second thing is also just reminding yourself what you just did for yourself, what your body just did as a gift for you. You pushed your body against what it's will was, which is to survive, number one. You don't give a freaking crap that you're doing a show. Body wants to survive and procreate. So at the end of the day, you pushed yourself past those boundaries. So what you need to do is thank your body, change that mindset and say, gee, wow, thank you for doing that for me. I'm not going to just mainline all this garbage. I'm going to take my time and come out of the show. Meanwhile, I'm going to find other things to do to keep my focus. Let's just flip that around for a second. Let's say you win. Let's say, oh, my God, it's the best show of your life. I got my pro card. I stomped everybody up there. My coach is like, holy, like that was amazing. Like everyone's celebrating with you. Wow. All of a sudden you have 18 more reasons to do all those other things. Well, now you can still find the excuses and set yourself up in a way to do whatever it is you want. And ultimately, it's a conscious choice. But if you're not aware of the subconscious reaction to the relationship of the expectations of what's happening, then you're just responding. You're coexisting with the outcome of what the expectation was without clarity around why am I doing this stuff? It's like, man, I walked off stage some, some, of, some of the greatest shows of my time, you know, and then 
I remember back in some of the earlier days, I was a party animal and I was a freak and I was this crazy, stupid, I mean, just ridiculous stuff. And I looked forward to that. I made, I, I worked harder on stage, sometimes performed harder on stage so that I could be an idiot after. You know, like, oh, when I'm serious. It's, so it's, it's, it's not right. It's not rational. And it, okay, right, right or wrong. It's, it was not appropriate for the results of my long-term health, physically, emotionally, personally, you know, mentally. So I've, I've learned the hard ways and the right ways and the wrong ways. It's not right or wrong. It's what is the thing you're trying to do for yourself? Why is it you're doing it? And what are your hopes and desires with this for the rest of your life? And then, and, and then build asked, upon that. Yeah. Somebody had, had mentioned in the group comments that we're going to touch on these subjects where you elaborate on them more. There's other comments and questions that you guys had. We'll talk about on um, upcoming um, gatherings. But somebody did bring up the concept because you brought up winning. Well, what if you don't win? How do you keep yourself from crashing and feeling that letdown? Mm. You guys, there's nothing wrong with feeling bad about mm. not winning. You're mm. disappointed. You worked your tail off. This means a lot to you. It's perfectly fine to, to you're not, don't feel, dis, don't feel guilty that you're really crushed. There's nothing wrong with being crushed. Why? It meant something to you. That's okay. Something in life really means that much to keep you alive, to drive you, to push your body past, I'm getting chills, past the limits of, of like comfort. That's amazing. I would not feel guilty at all. I would feel like, man, that means a lot to me. And once again, okay, so it means a lot to me. How can I get better? Yeah. That's what I would say. Yeah. How can I get better? What are the things that I can do to win? To, to have clarity on the result you're looking for. And if that's winning a show, mm-hmm. getting a pro card, doing, you know, getting from novice to pro or getting on a bigger stage or whatever it is, you know, specifically to bodybuilding, getting a PR, things like that nature, understanding the clarity behind what that journey is, understanding what those results could or could not be, and then being comfortable with the uncomfortable and getting more comfortable being uncomfortable. Because the more you strive so to, to get further in the journey of wherever you are, the more you're going to be in more uncomfortable situations. One of my favorite lines from you was always drastic change takes drastic measure. I always love that. That just resonates. Is that not like a Mm. bomb of truth? Drastic change takes drastic measures. Mm. Like so true. And I was just on a call the other day, and this is kind of going along the lines of winning and wanting to win and that idea. And there was, there's this um, guy who was getting ready for his very first show his show is coming right up and he's in his mid forties and he says, I'm just going to do the novice. And I said to him, why wouldn't you do the open and do the master's divisions too? And he says, because I want to win. So he wanted to only do the novice because he wanted to win and just getting to know him a little bit more. I learned that he's a, he was a very competitive high level athlete in college. He played college level sports. This was a high level athlete. And he's telling me that he wants to get on stage and not see himself on a, on a stage where he might not win. And I said, well, first off, I gave him a look. I just stopped for a second. And he goes, what? And then he says, are you still there? And I says, I'm still here, but I'm blinking at you for a reason. Because you're telling me as a high-level athlete that you don't, you're afraid to get on stage against people who are trying to become pro because you don't want to win, I don't want to lose. And I said to him, <clears throat> wouldn't you want to get on stage next to the people who are high-level athletes, stand next to them, find out what it's going to take to win? Mm-hmm. People do not look the same in their social media fancy pants <laughs> posts as they do on stage. I can tell you, backstage, stop looking around at everybody. Everybody looks amazing. But I can tell you as a judge, one spin around, I've got my top five. And you all look very different the minute you get into your poses and you showcase your physiques. And that right there is the only way to really tell how you do size up against the athletes trying to get a pro card. If you're looking to be a champion, you got to think like a champion. you got to be hungry. What do I look like next to high-level athletes and see what are the things I need to do to improve? You know what happened after the call? What do you think? He signed up. Of course he did. I'm like, what are you doing? 
let's go. <laughs> so that's just from a um, champion standpoint. Um, we talked about change, the change, so changing his perspective of the result. Hundred yeah. percent, changing the perspective of his. He didn't want to lose, and it's like, yeah, but if you want to win, what's it going to take to win? Having a an attitude of fear mm. of losing mm. is not a champion mindset. Not at all. You can't be afraid to lose. Losing, you never lose if you learn. Well, let's let's take that a step further. You know, you say not a champion of a mindset, and that's coming from my overly competitive winning wife. <laughs> who, who, right? Um, but that mindset, that champion mindset that she's speaking about, I think is is perspective, it's personal. And his personal relationship with the outcome that he desired was to only win. He could then allow himself to be uncomfortable, knowing the result before it happens. Mm. Right. So he needed to change the perspective into you're calling it a champion mindset to being uncomfortable with a different outcome to move the journey further along to see if he can change the result. So I don't think that's right or wrong how you label it. I, I think it's interesting how you label it. You know, for me, I, I think I would. I would. That's say, why you're here. It's, <laughs> it's a good balance and a different perspective is healthy. That's why you're yeah. here. It's just understanding clarity, you know, <laughs> absolutely. It's just understanding clarity of why you're doing it. I'm going to keep coming back into this. And then maybe ask it three, four, five times, like, why am I doing this? Why am I really doing this? And then that, what's that answer? And then and then knit that a little bit further. Well, then, if that's why I think I'm doing this, is that really, like, at the end of the day, why did I become a bodybuilder? I know now because I fell in love with my wife. You know, like, that was, well, why did I fall in love with my wife? Well, why did I want to be the best, best version of myself? Well, why does that make me feel better about who I am? Well, why does that push me further in the gym? Well, why does that make me work, you know, longer hours or do more, have more fun or challenge myself? Well, wait a second. Now I'm way over here in a different topic and I'm focused on a whole nother thing. And I'm in different perspectives with different energy and I'm looking at different outcomes and I'm setting up different traits and different labeling and different expectations. And all of a sudden I'm on a whole nother journey. And I'm not so attached to, yeah, but I don't have a six pack. Yeah, but, you know, so-and-so standing left at the stage left had better quads than I did or whatever it was. You know, it's like that stuff doesn't matter to me personally anymore because I've realized the depths of, you know, why I'm continuing to dig deep and drive through the results of what I'm so hoping for. I have an idea then. Why don't you guys who are listening to this live, hello, all of you, you may be catching the replay. That's cool. You can come on again. We're going to be doing this every Thursday, one o'clock Eastern standard time, but post in the comments, give me three reasons why you're doing your show. Mm. Three, not one, not, you know, no, I want three reasons and post up and challenge yourself on this. Challenge yourself. And let us know why are you doing the show? Yeah. Three separate reasons. Yeah. And let's get real for a second and be honest. Be honest. And then one other thing I want to just touch on because you talked about coaches a minute ago, and then we'll probably have to wrap this up too. But the thing that I wanted to say, I've noticed in other Facebook groups, People will be posting questions and they're new people and they're looking for insight and some advice. And a lot of times it is nutrition and training related. And what I find is it's like the freaking piranhas come out of nowhere. <laughs> and the first thing they post is you need a coach uh. or because they're coaches or talk to your coach because mm -hmm. I'm just going to shut. I don't like that. Mm -hmm. I don't like that people get shut down mm -hmm. with very genuine questions because you said, mm -hmm. and this is so true, that if something doesn't feel right, you got to listen to that. That's it. There's a reason we have the hair on the back of our neck. I'm convinced. And it's only for that sixth sense because what else is that? Right. You know what I mean? So you have to listen to that. And I want our group here to be a place where people give real opinions. And remember, nobody's right. So what unjudgmental. works for, when she right. says real, I think what she's referring to is unjudgmental opinions. Don't impose your position because you believe that it's the only way. Yeah. You know, provide your 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 input. What worked for you. Right. But don't be telling people that's the only way and that not. is the way. It's not. Like, provide your insight. Don't just tell people to go get a freaking coach and yeah. to listen to their coach. Because sometimes you need that support and to tell you that. Yeah, you know, if you've got a sixth sense here, then it's okay to listen to that. Sometimes it's you just need that person to say it's okay to listen to that. Trust your instinct. Mm. Yeah, don't don't get caught up in the, in the haters and the naysayers. Don't get caught up in the minutia of things, the trolls that are out there. Unfortunately, 
people are all in different spaces in their journey in life and they're looking and reaching in different perspectives and different, you know, communities to try to be heard or be seen or be felt. And, and there's, it's an interesting evolution of, of social engagement that we are really living in right now. Don't let that cloud your judgment and your instinct of what you believe to be true, not right or wrong, but true to the results that you're hoping for. You know, oh, stay yeah. true to that. So, yes, we already got people giving their three goals. I'm so excited to read awesome. all these. We'll be chatting about this in the group. Keep the conversation going. Yeah. We'll keep elaborating on these things, adding new levels. And the more that we um, get deep dive into these conversations, I think the better. Uh, so Jennifer says, I need goals to move forward. I want to see how far I can go. Hmm. And number three, I love it. Be real. I want to take first at a local NPC show eventually as a natural athlete. That's a whole topic in itself. And I love that because awesome. I stood on stages, the NPC stages myself as a natural athlete and held my own. And I thought as a natural athlete, and I thought that was incredible because it was never about, well, they're doing this. It's never about that. It's what am I doing and how do I look on the stage with people who are maybe enhanced? Yeah, what a great topic. We should That's definitely a whole bring other that topic. We should we'll talk about them. PEDs. Oh, shoot. We got yeah. a whole... The whole rest of the year we could talk about. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed your time there. <laughs> this is something that we enjoy doing. We talk like this every day. <laughs> this is something that her and I kind of, we gossip <laughs> together. We, we are our own worst enemies and best friends together. <laughs> We're our own little, you know, peanut gallery within ourselves. So we coexist amongst us. And, <laughs> and that's, that's why we kind of decided, you know what, we, we, we hear what is going on in this particular industry. We're fully involved in it in many different assets. And we want to give back. We want to be involved and really, you know, give back. You hear that? I want to give back. I want to inspire. I want to give, give, give me, give me a break. That's not At the end of the day, like we want to be able to have a real conversation and, and, and give you a platform and a place to have real talk with people who are going to yeah. listen and we're going to get into the micro of it. Let's, let's talk about perspective. Let's talk about what you're really thinking. You know, mm. not feel the the fear of judgment. Yeah. Not feel the fear that what you think may or may not be right or wrong. Or this is in high school, and if you are in high school, it's cool. Like, hopefully, we can still learn from each other. Whether you're 12 years old or 66 or 166, we can all learn from each other. And I think that's really where her and I have been able to kind of coexist amongst each other. We came from two totally different backgrounds, oh two God. totally different lifestyles. <laughs> And uh, it was like a bomb went off since we yeah. met. And so being able so we to, got some cool different to bring that together. To bring to you guys. Yeah, and, and I think it'll be fun. I think it'll be fun to continue. And I hope that we can get this to be um, video for you guys, too. Like, eventually we can get a video embedded in here so that you guys can Zoom with us. I don't know. We'll work on some other things. For now, this is what we got. We're going to go live here. Um, but we'll be working on production as we continue to. And, of course, as you guys, as more people are showing interest, we're not just going to stand here and listen to ourselves talk all day. <laughs> Nobody gives a crap. But if you guys are actually genuinely interested, you know, let us know in the comments. Let us know because, again, you may not be watching this live because it may not fit within your schedule for the day. Mm. But it will be posted there. So Awesome. All right. Well, there it is. Thank you for joining us. first gathering. And uh, we'll see you guys again soon. All right. Take care, everybody. We'll see you in the group. We'll see you next Thursday, too. Bye. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories. More on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com.